Hello my friends, how you doing? It's your buddy Phil here, project management trainer and coach. Welcome to the PMP exam radio show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. We're talking about the PMP exam and today we're going in once again on the PMP exam blueprint. What exactly is a PMP exam blueprint? It's the document on which the PMP exam is based. A lot of folks don't realize that the PMP exam is not based on the PMBOK Guide 7th edition. Neither is it based on the 6th edition or the Agile Practice Guide. It's based on a document that you need to read and it's called the PMP exam content outline. The content outline is made of three parts, similar to how the exam is broken out. It's people, process, and business. The people domain has got 14 tasks got to know them well. The process domain has got 17 tasks and the business domain has got four tasks. Now these tasks are not just relegated to the PMBOK guide or the predictive piece. In fact, people, process and business cuts across agile and hybrid and predictive. You really need to understand this document so that when you get into the exam you'll know what to expect you would have already known what to expect so today we are going to very succinctly tackle it and if you want to attend a podcast set of training that is based on this document you can go on down to study pmradio.org that's study.pmradio.org sign up for my second podcast where I cover all tasks in 40 days and I go in on this stuff pretty deep alright so we're going to start off with the people domain and this is going to be very quick I mean I cover the material in about 11 hours in that other podcast but here I'm only going to cover it in minutes. I'm going to give you the high-level thesis of it. So for the people domain, the very crux of the people domain is leadership. And what it's saying in essence is be a great leader. Be a servant leader. Be a people person. Be a good steward. That's pretty much what it's saying. It's telling you as a project manager to be aware that you should be able to tackle conflict head on. Tackle conflict head on. And that doesn't mean quarreling with people, fighting with people. That's not what it's saying. It's just saying you've got to manage conflict. You've got you to understand that conflict will happen. That's not the question. The question is how will you handle conflict? So you've got to be able to handle conflict and being aware of the different approaches to handling conflict. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. You know, you could choose to ignore it. That's a void. Run away from it. You could choose to confront it. There are many things you could choose to do. You could choose to compromise or reconcile. That's look for a 50-50 solution. 
you could choose to smooth or accommodate, which is sweep it under the rug, concede, roll over, just say, okay, you win, move on. And you could choose to use a forcing approach, you know. You could choose to say, my way or the highway. And you could do that in case of an emergency. So that's pretty much it. Then everything else in the people domain is very leadership and people heavy. You know, you are encouraged to be a servant leader, to lead a team, to support the team, to empower team members, to ensure that team members and stakeholders are adequately trained to build a high-performing team to address and remove impediments, which is like the job of the scrum master or the servant leader, as we call it in the world of Agile, to negotiate project agreements. Notwithstanding, though, you should also bear in mind that these negotiations are not done maliciously. They're done with a mindset of collaboration. And that's why it says collaborate with stakeholders and build a shared understanding across the project. Make sure everyone is on the same page. Engage and support virtual teams. If your team needs to support, be supported virtually by working virtually, let them work virtually. Let them suggest the tools they want. Don't make them use tools you want, but let them choose tools that they want and support whatever they come up with, right? Support the team. Also, you are encouraged to have a project charter as well as a team charter. The project charter puts the team on the same page as far as what the project is meant to do. The team charter puts the team on the same page as far as how they're going to do it. What rules are they going to adhere to and so on. And then we have mentoring being espoused, mentor relevant stakeholders and promote team performance through the application of EI. Now, no one's going about with a big old book of Myers-Briggs saying, oh, Phil's an INTJ, I gotta behave this way with him, or he's an ENTP or whatever. That's not it. It's really just being sensitive to the fact that people are people. And you need to apply emotional intelligence when you're working with people. It's part of the manual. And that's pretty much it for the people domain. Now, the kind of questions you're going to get are, you're a project manager on a project, you're experiencing this problem, this people problem, there's conflict, what should you do? Someone isn't doing what they should, what should you do? A stakeholder is mad, a stakeholder is upset, what should you do? A stakeholder is acting out of turn, what should you do? All that stuff. Let's move on to the process domain. Process domain is similar. It's always you're a project manager on a project, this, this, this is going on, what should you do? And the tasks in the people domain, they map quite solidly to things like knowledge areas, process groups, and domains, if you will, okay? So the overarching thoughts are you got to execute the project with urgency required to deliver business value. But as much as possible, look to see if you can deliver business value incrementally. If you can deliver incrementally, do that because you can get feedback from the incremental delivery that will help you know if you're on the right track. Manage communications. That just maps back to the entire communications management idea. 
you got to plan how to manage communications then you got to manage communication you got to do it and then you got to monitor the communications to make sure that they are on point then we talk about risk very similar to the knowledge area it just encourages you to manage risk you got to assess the risks you got to manage the risks so all the steps for example in pembuck 6 this is where pembuck 6 shines because all of the details it just helps you know what to expect, you know. So in PMBOK 6, it says, plan risk management, identify risks, perform a qualitative risk analysis and a quantitative risk analysis, and then plan risk responses, implement risk responses, monitor risks. If you got that down, then this just makes sense, what they're saying. But we don't just do risk management in the world of predictive. We do it in the world of agile as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The same thing for engaging stakeholders. We do that in Agile and Predictive. Then it says plan and manage budget and resources. This is really just saying cost management and resource management are important. Do them. The next one is plan and manage schedule. Determine how to manage the schedule and do it. Then plan and manage quality of products or deliverables. This is just saying have a quality plan and implement it, you see. Then it says plan and manage scope. And these aren't in order like the knowledge areas are. It would have made sense to kind of put them in some order. And it doesn't. And that's okay. But plan and manage scope, you get the idea. All the six things that you would do in PMBOK 6. Integrate project planning activities is really just saying develop a project management plan. Integrate your planning activities, whether you are in predictive, whether you're in agile. Manage project changes. Have change control. Have a change management plan. Plan and manage procurements. Have a plan for procurement management. Execute the plan for procurement management. That's what it's saying. Manage project artifacts. You have artifacts in the world of agile. You have artifacts in the world of predictive decide before the project starts which artifacts do we need and go ahead and just execute on it right create the artifacts manage the artifacts update the artifacts archive the artifacts or make them available whatever the case determine the appropriate project methodology methods and practices for the project it just makes sense that you should decide is it going to be incremental iterative predictive or agile. Then we have established project governance structure. Governance is the framework within which authority is exercised. How are we going to exercise authority in this project? Who can do what? And things like that. Then we have manage project issues. Have an issue log. Ensure knowledge transfer for project continuity. Make sure that knowledge is transferred and last but not least, it says plan and manage project or phase closure or transitions. Makes sense. You're going to manage 
how the project transitions from phase to phase. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Last but not least, we have the business environment. And there are four things that could cut across agile or predictive. Number one, plan and manage project compliance. You've got to plan for compliance. You've got to manage it. Makes sense, right? Regulatory clauses. Those regulatory bodies like the OSHAs of the world in America, you know, the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, Sarbanes-Oxley, all of these clauses, you got to make sure that you are managing them. Whichever country you're in, whatever the laws and the policies or regulations are, you got to be obeying those. you got to build those in. Then task two, it states that you should evaluate and deliver project benefits and value. So evaluate the value, deliver the value, track the value, have a have a benefits management plan, assign a benefits owner, and make sure that value is being realized. Value is the net quantifiable benefits that a user experiences from a project deliverable, a product, service, or result. Number three is all about evaluating the external business environment changes for impact and scope. And lastly, number four is support organizational change. Just support organizational change. You need to do this by enabling change to achieve the envisioned future state. That is it, my friends. That is all 35 tasks that I've broken down succinctly for you. I hope you found this useful. Hit that like button for me. Show some love to your buddy, Phil. I need people to know this podcast is out there. Because a lot of people are lost regarding this PMP journey. It's full of alleyways that people didn't even see coming and stuff, you know. So as you get ready for this exam, I want you to stay tuned to this podcast. There's so many episodes, but just listen, binge listen, like listen for 12, 24 hours. Just listen around the clock. And all that I'm saying is going to help the content make more sense to you. But The summary is you are going to be asked on the exam. You are a project manager in a large size IT firm managing an agile project. The project charter has been developed, but the team is still having problems understanding the backlog items. What should you do next? A. Explain the items to them before they begin sprint planning. B. Conduct backlog refinement and instruct them on how to estimate the work. C. Involve the project sponsor so that they understand the business case. D. Involve the product owner. you got to be able to do gallons and gallons of questions like that. And the best answer, of course, would be the product owner because they should know what goes in the backlog. They are the gatekeeper. You've got to understand the nuances. You've got to understand the procedures, the process, the mindset. Okay? I encourage you, if you want a course to help you ace this exam, 
you might want to take my course on Udemy. It is tinyurl.com forward slash elite PMP. That's tinyurl.com forward slash elite PMP. I have tons of content there that will help you ace your exam. I hope this gives you some ideas on how to study, how to hunker down, and how to go for the kill on this exam. I know you can do it. Do you know you can do it? I hope you do. I wish you all the best in your prep. Don't forget, pmradio.org is the homepage, but also check out study.pmradio.org and tinyurl.com forward slash elite PMP for my full-blown 35-hour course where I break down every piece of the exam, the 35 tasks in more detail, PMBOK 6 in a lot of detail, PMBOK 7 in a lot of detail, and Agile as well as Scrum. I look forward to hearing about your success. You take care, and bye for now.